Welcome to episode 48 of The Endless Stream. I'm Aiden, and this week I am joined by Kevin and Brian. We are three artists, illustrators, filmmakers, and all-around shit-talkers, and every week we take some of The Endless Stream of content brought to you through Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, YouTube, Spotify, wherever you get your content, we take a chunk of it, we watch it, and we talk about it. This week we are talking about continuing Book of Boba Fett. We talk a little bit about the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window, which is a hard one to remember. And we talk about the upcoming Reacher show. And we're still talking comics. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to the podcast or going over to iTunes, giving us a rate and review. All of that stuff helps us out. Also, you can head over to our Instagram at The Endless Cast. We put up pictures and clips over there and you can comment or ask us any questions or if you know if you have a second opinion on something we said on the podcast, feel free to either direct message us or comment on a picture. And if you want to send us an email, feel free. We are at theendlesscast at gmail.com. Also, if you're new here and this is your first episode and you like what you hear, have a look in the back catalogue as well because... You know, we pick a movie, we pick a show for a series of weeks, and this far gone, maybe all the spoilers that you were worried about are out of the way. Go and have a look and check out the Falcon and the Winter Soldier series and the Hawkeye series. Um, We talk about uh, old murder mystery movies. Yeah, so there's a whole bunch of stuff in the back catalogue. Go and give that a look too. All of that being said, let's hop into the episode. Kevin is trying to quietly eat what looks like a chicken wing, and it's resulting in a very seductive glance. It's not a chicken wing. What is it? It's a it's a vegan wing? Yeah. Do you not have issues with slaughtering vegans to feed you? No. Humans are probably the best thing you could eat. Disagree. Environmentally wise. Environmentally wise. On what grounds do you object to eating humans, Brian? Oh, wow. That's that, that's the question he asked. I thought it'd be like, on what, on what grounds do you think it's appropriate to eat humans or why? But no, it's the, why wouldn't you eat them? Well, he, he sounded like he had a fairly uh, adamant stance based on something. So I'd like it's, to hear the... I just don't think it'd be very good for you. Probably not. There's a, there's a whole um, prions thing, isn't there? It gives you brain issues. We're not supposed our to nope. consume our own nope. sort of genetic you material. Monkey madness. Turns your brain to sponge. Um, but then, like, what's my cow disease? Kind of. Same thing. They were feeding cows to cows, weren't they? They were feeding uh, uh, marrow or something like that. Where did, was that? What the fuck that came from? I thought so. Could be it, wrong, right? It's. I thought there was bone meal or something working its way into the animal feed. I'm not sure about that part, but I know with it was more protein with tribes that kind of, you know, did cannibalism. That what happened to their brains is very similar to Creutzfeldt-Jakob disease so i don't know if so there's similarities there in terms of what happens to your brain but the very similar to what brain like your brain going spongy and stuff um but i don't know for certain if if that's how mad cow disease started i'm not i'm not i'm not sure about that sounds plausible cow gets bsc by eating feed contaminated with parts that came from another cow that was sick with bsc the contaminated the abnormal prion and cows become infected with abnormal prion when it eats its food Hang on, cows get sick from eating meat that contains <laughs> mad cow disease. It's not that they're eating meat. So which came first? It's not that they're eating meat. A byproduct of slaughtering cows is a shit ton of bone meal and marrow. And if you grind that, it becomes animal feed. And if you feed that animal feed back to cows, then suddenly you've got cannibalistic cows. And then you lead to prion-based uh, brain diseases. Says uh, a guy with no... Medical training. I mean, it worked for Joe Rogan, We've so most let's of keep going. From an episode of Bones. Hey, oh, we're going to be famous. Um, I mean, The Rock came out in support of vegan. Him. 
Did The Rock come out in support of him? Yeah, The Rock sucks. I've been saying it forever. What did The Rock say? He says he wants to drink tequila with him. The Rock said, very well articulated. we got to keep balanced conversations. Can't wait to do the show, buddy. Let's drink tequila. He wants to sell his tequila. Yeah, The Rock's a piece of shit. I, I've, I've never actually seen somebody so blatantly invite themselves onto the podcast. It's because he's a piece of shit. Like, I have, but I didn't expect it of The Rock, you know? like. No, I'd, I'd love for The Rock to, like, actually go there and um, disagree with him. Which he probably will do because The Rock's amazing. Speaking of The Rock, I saw Jungle Cruise. That's Pirates, that's Pirates of the Caribbean, but in a jungle with The Rock. Yeah, I had, like, a, I had a... I didn't realize that until somebody, I don't know, I saw something, but somebody somebody kind of let slip the rocks immortal or some shite like that. And I was like, oh, uh, spoiler. It's it's literally, though, it's literally like kind of, obviously, Pirates of the Caribbean. It's a famous ride in Disneyland. Jungle Cruise is equally as famous as Pirates of the Caribbean in terms of rideature in uh, Disneyland. It's perfectly crumbling the word, Aiden. Yep. Yep. Um, what was that word that you used to say uh, at the start of the podcast? And I, I, I can't remember. Perfunctory. I should have remembered. Oh, Brian, it definitely wasn't perfunctory. And that's a perfunctory thing to say. It's basically, it's like, it's like, you know, the way that there's obviously an MCU aesthetic. Like, these could all be one world aesthetics. It is Pirates of the Caribbean. It must be the same, like, kind of everything behind ILM it. or something. Yeah. Interesting. Is the Jungle Cruise, maybe it's the Steamboat. There's one of the rides in... Disneyland where they like tie a line off that's supposed to bring the boat to a stop and somebody fucked up and was going too fast and the the line went tight real fast and took somebody's leg off yeah I believe are that aware, are we aware of this nobody officially has ever died in Disneyland because they don't pronounce people dead in Disneyland mm, there have been many deaths in Disneyland no no one's died there though hmm if you had to die in a theme park would you rather it be Thunderland, Alton Towers, Euro Disney? I don't like this line of questioning. Thorpe, Thorpe Park. Nowhere in the UK. Uh, six Flags. Okay. So the UK is out for you. Yeah, not exotic enough. If I'm going to die. Does it have to be Ireland? You have to die in a theme park. No, no. I, I definitely don't want to be in Ireland either. If I want to die, I want to be like... I want to be like... If you, if you were to die in a theme park in Ireland, your options are... Tato Park or Thunderland. So I see your point. You don't want to die in a th- an Irish theme park. Proceed. Well, actually, reminds me of a time I used to go to Tremor a lot with an ex-girlfriend of mine. And uh, Tremor, there's a fun fair. <clears throat> and this is a, a sad story. There's a ghost train. And someone actually died on the ghost train. They were drunk and they fell off and the train ran over their head, apparently. Uh, not in a t- decapitation way, more of a blunt force trauma way. Trauma. But uh, I'm not going to lie to you. It met the and it only went from like did it make the ride better it only went from like say road it made it scarier it made the ride scarier yes <laughs> I went I went to um, uh, one of those it was scary like you, you know there's like the Edinburgh dungeon and the London dungeon and they just get a place that's kind of like kind of vaulted caverny things and they run some scary shit in it and there's a bit of a theme park ride somewhere in the middle of it and uh, I went to that, and then a week later I saw a headline go, and a medical examiner did a tour of the place and found one of the fucking skeletons was somebody's bloody skeleton. Like, they had genuine human nice. parts in the bloody... That's an urban myth, isn't it? Isn't that, wasn't that actually, like, there was a skeleton? Like, Ripley's believe it or not. Someone Google it. No, I think, like, I... I well, 
suddenly you're making me doubt my own memories but I remember like I went there with like four people and I was able to go hold the fucking phone and send a fucking clip from a newspaper to them you know no you're definitely a liar I caught you with a lie in this instance I am the friend of a friend I'm not it's not a friend of a friend scenario I'm the friend if I was to die in a theme park I would want to die in in the new isn't there like a new Super Mario theme park or something ooh the Nintendo one in Japan yeah, the only reason I think I'd like to die there is because I think it'd be you'd, you'd be remembered if you're the first person to die in the latest, most popular theme park. I have a feeling that place ain't going to be a lot of fun. Why? I think it's going to be like a nice environment, and I think the because I saw like a tour of it, and like a lot of what you want out of a theme park is like, like it's it's roller coasters and it's it's kind of spectacly rides but this seems more sort of like almost in a like victorian kind of distraction kind of way an environment that is themed and you can walk around it but there's not there's not much else to do but go to a gift shop at the end of it like we went to the the ghibli museum in japan and it was lovely but by that same measure it was you know three floors of a building that you could walk around and look at and it's like yeah this is cool it was cool, and there was a gift shop on every floor, and I came away with a shit ton of Ghibli stuff. I was like, this is a great experience, and I loved it. And I went upstairs to the roof, and we took a picture on the fucking... near the Laputa robot. But, like, you can't... You can't take pictures inside the building. And it's... You all right? Should I stop? Am I done with this conversation? Okay. No, go on. I don't know. There was a very definite sigh of... Shut the fuck up, Aiden. What's going on? You all right? I'm fine, excuse me, I'm fine. Don't be so perfunct about this stuff now. Carry on. Um. So you want to die in the Nintendo I, theme park, got it. But did, did the stuff that you bought on Studio Ghibli, do you still have it? What did you buy? Uh, little stuffed toys. I got a little Porco Rosso patch to sew onto my bag walking around the place. Um, did you sew it onto your bag? No, I have it beside me. I just never got needle and thread out. Uh, how, how long ago was, was, were you there? 2015. I go to places and I think, I'd love to buy that. I'd love to buy that. And then I kind of, the rare occasion I don't. And I never miss it. But the amount of times I buy stuff and it's just like, what a waste of fucking money. What a waste of fucking money. I have a foam Thor hammer in my apartment. For very yeah, ill-conceived. You can't see it. I could see it when you were setting up your table. Oh, yeah. God, I got very, I, I got very upset when you made that, <laughs> that claim that you could see it. Got a little box of biscuits. And have you eaten any? I ate all those biscuits. Okay. We've got cool Totoro imagery on the back. Uh, like you can't argue with the cool. artistry of the place. And then I've got this little patch. I don't know, I'm only winding it up. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. I, Get that patch on something. Yeah, I got it when I got this bag that I, you know, it's the bag, yeah. You know, your daily wear bag, I guess, but I kind of let it go to the point that the bag got scuffed up enough that I'm like, I don't want to put it on there if I'm going to replace the bag, you know? But you can always cut it off. Mm. I think this uh, goes with the same same mindset that goes, Aiden will never get a tattoo because he can't even figure, <laughs> can't even commit to putting a patch onto a bag. Never say never. Someday you're going to put that, bash, that, that patch on that bag and you're going to rock into my job and you're going to say, tap me. And I'll say, excuse me, I'm busy. I'm, I'm, I'm currently with a customer right now. You can't just do that. And you're going to be confused. I'm going to be confused. It's going to lead into a whole thing. Brian's also gone now. Brian left, yeah. He... And he's back. That was amazing. His chair is very uncomfortable. 
Um, what uh, what theme park ride or theme park thing would you like to die on? Do you think it's appropriate to die on? Actually, me and Brian went to Tato Park and that was terrifying. That was fucking terrifying. Tato Park, not to be trifled with. It's good fun. It's a good fuck. It's really good fun. It's fucking scary as shit, though. And I, honest to God, told myself in in the in the in the ride that I can't die because I have to see <laughs> Avengers. Avengers one. Told Brian that. I don't know what it was. I can't remember. No, it was like Avengers two or three or something. So was that the wooden roller coaster that was scaring you, or was it like the the no. thing that goes up high and drops? The fucking the the, the high and the roller thing. coaster. Brian. Yeah, I've got photo proof of roller coaster was fun. Your face, not <laughs> the roller coaster. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but no. Like the we thing is, post though, right, that on the Insta. You can indeed. I don't mind. Yeah, yeah. The 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 roller coaster ride was a lot of fun, and I do it. And I did it like say more than once, and I wouldn't mind if I did it like three or four times in a row. It was fun. That other thing, I was content with doing it once, and I yeah, never thing was terrible again. I did it twice in a row. I did it the twice in a row did, that day. The dippy, the droppy thing. Mm. You did that twice in a row. What have you got? Mm. Fucking balls of steel. Is that? 2015 so it i think i think avengers was out though so probably infinity war no no too early for infinity war well you said it was like 2019 wasn't it 20 2018 2019 yeah 2018 but maybe it was just them but maybe it was just them in general you know i also did console myself at the time when 20 2012 was happening we're talking about the end of the world uh brian probably had to listen to me reading being very concerned about at the time but I used to convince to convince myself there's no way that like fucking Warner Brothers be t- pumping tons of money into Batman Tree, and no one at the world is going to secretly end. I was just like, nah, it's not going to happen. And I was right. Did you feel like Warner Brothers would know that the end of the world was coming? Yeah, Illuminati, Cabal, all that kind of stuff. I do. Brian, you get me. Brian gets it. Brian, Brian, you were you were very good. You were really good uh, going up to the right, but once we were in it, you were having none of it. Well, the, it, the one you're talking about, I had no intention of getting on, and then and I and then I just got okay, okay, talked okay. into this, and then I like freaked out because oh. once I was in, I was in. Um, yeah, I was just queuing up with you. So the ro- the roller coaster was fine. I didn't mind. I didn't mind the roller coaster, but um, the yeah, that thing that swings around and turns upside down that was terrifying see i'm i'm um naively trusting of these machines that like i walk into theme parks going if they're running they must be safe so i'll get on any of them i never fucking think twice about it really um i do know know the horror stories about alton park and alton towers and stuff the one that took the couple of people's legs off or something yes that that was was only recently that was very sad yeah Yeah, that's very tragic yeah uh, Mark, shout out to Mark. Shout out to Mark. Uh, he sent me a video, and it was really fascinating stuff. Actually, I must find it again. Uh, just kind of talking about the culture of theme parks and water parks, and how it kind of was so reckless and so bad, and like, yeah, just the, just the kind of the the business attitude behind them and stuff. That like fascinating video on YouTube, uh, and then just the stories and the way like how they basically were just kids that were coming off high school and stuff for the summer just looking for a summer job that would smoke weed all day be like slightly buzzed on maybe a couple of beers or something I wouldn't have a fucking clue what they were doing you you, you, you paint a grimmer picture than I'm prepared to acknowledge going into Tato Park um, they they really are trying to expand the zoo is the weird thing up there did you you don't Wasn't expect to the zoo I didn't expect yeah, to see like vulture eagles 
I didn't even expect to see the ocelots and cats. Yeah. And um, otters and like, you just don't expect the zoo end of it. The only thing is, um, I met some lads that were doing whatever, working whatever job, uh, like kind of letting people go down, taking turns on the slides. And then they were building the roller coaster and needed like other sets of hands and got those lads to construct it. And I knew that going into it, having met those lads and going on it, that's why I was probably a little bit extra spooked. Right. You like were, they were, you, they were, they were you, cool dudes. You never want to see how the hot dog gets made. In talking about hot dogs, Snoop Dogg has his own brand of hot dogs, according to Johnsy. Yep. And also, Grimes, who yep. I don't quite know who they are, is, is a um, vegan. Is a vegan, but eats hot dogs because they're pretty much just the, the waste of all the horrible meat industry. That's a cop-out. Uh, so she says if you feel guilt... It is a cop-out, yeah. But I, I but it's, uh, it's uh, you know, it's comforting it's to know. It's okay to eat hot dogs because they were never... People weren't... Animals weren't killed to make hot dogs. It's a side effect. And I'm like, I feel like it's a very profitable side effect to the point that it's considered into the profit margin at this point, in which case they're killing it's things. It's the exact same logic as... So long as I didn't pay for this thing myself, I can eat it. Because I'm not contributing to it. It's like, yeah, but you're eating it. You're consuming it. It's like, oh, but it's there anyway. So, so, somebody bought it and it's there anyway. Teddy Park, it's good fun. I, I really want to go again. I wish I'd gone to Disney in Japan. Oh, so I Disney remember in Japan? Sort of, I, I never knew that. Yeah, and it's it's a pretty damn good one by all fucking accounts. Um... I didn't, in my head, I was just like, I'm not going all the way to Disney. I'm not going all the way to Japan to go to Disneyland. But then I started looking at the videos going, I was right there. And that's the only place I could do that to. You know, like, it wouldn't have been the worst thing in the world to spend a couple of hours. The Tron ride looks amazing. You're on a light bike on a roller coaster. Like, yeah, it, awesome. looks, it looks awesome. I would love that. Um, What's the furthest you've traveled? That. Japan. Yeah. Brian, Mexico? Yep. I went to South Africa. South Africa. Nice. Nice. Which is the furthest? I'm not sure. South Africa took me like nearly 24 Africa, hours. Probably, I think, yeah. Mm, weird. I'm going to Brazil. It, it, it depends this, as well because like, they, they don't they don't fly exactly. It's not as the crow flies. Know, like, yeah. they, they take different routes and stuff. So it depends, I guess, as well how... Do you mean literally point to point or... Yeah. No, no. That's from Ireland. Geographically, I was yeah. wondering. Um, we were talking about hot dogs and meat there. Actually, I, I, you know, I, uh, I try to eat mostly plant based stuff. I do, I do dabble. You know, I was vegan for. I can't say I was vegan, but I was pretty strict around. I, no, I was, I was strict on it, but I, I do dabble a bit more now. Uh, occasionally, I don't really drink or sorry, I don't eat any dairy though. But if I'm out and I do want to have, and we're having dinner and stuff, and I don't like the vegan options, vegetarian options, I will have something I like because you know it's 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 uh, the fact that I'm eating less is 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 something. Anyways, anyways, my point is, uh, I think in terms of society throughout history, I honestly God think the Native Americans, from my knowledge or 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 or, or about things and stuff, they were the, they were the ones who had the balance. They didn't take more than they needed. And when they killed the bu- buffalo, they took like the they they use everything. 
I don't know enough to engage on this. Yeah, I'm probably this, romanticizing it, but that's what, that's that, what I mean. That's, that's kind of, I feel like that's a Kevin Costner movie view of it. And I remember hearing reports of like, if they wanted to kill some buffalo, they'd charge a herd of buffalo off a cliff and they took the ones they needed. <laughs> you know, there's a, there's a, there's, I think there's a little bit romanticized vision of, of, of that lifestyle as well. Like there's a little bit because it was a sort of, I don't know enough to, I don't, I don't even want to hypothesize, you know, I think there's a sort of famine feast thing as well when you're trying to feed off a land, you know, if you can get food, you get food. I, I could be talking absolute shite though. Uh, no, I, I just I, Googled I, how I, far I, is it from Dunleary to Kyoto and I got, it's mm-hmm. uh, it's 10 minutes, it's a, uh, it's a uh, uh, 0.5 kilometers. It's uh, a 10 minute walk. It's uh, Kyoto street oh. food on Patrick Street, Dunleary. Oh, uh, very good. Very good. I uh, I got uh, fucked up by Google making assumptions. You both watched The Woman in the Window Across the Street from the Jib Jab. What's the name of this show? The Woman in the House Across the Street from the Girl in the Window, I think. I didn't finish right. it. But it's it's a it's a parody that Yeah, I finished it, it's rubbish. I can't believe I can't believe Kristen Bell's in it. Like she's so good. Um it's I don't know, did it sound better on did it did it sound better on paper or did she owe someone a favor? I don't know. Because she's fantastic and it's So just, who else who else is in it? Um Michael I'm trying to work Ely, out the crowd, like Michael Ely. That's about it. Nobody else kind of that I recognized in it. I think it could have been a good idea. Oh, definitely. Yeah. But because like, I love that rear window kind of woman in the window or whatever, you know, I love all that kind of that stuff. I love it. Uh, it's a, like rear window and all the kind of like, what would you say? Like kind of like the homages or piss takes or copies of it are great. I love them, you know, but uh, not great. Cause it remind I saw the trailer and it reminded me of um Ow. Sorry. <laughs> my hand just ceased up. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Your video is buffering oh. as well, so it's just <laughs> it's, I know, yeah, that's so funny. Just you talking normally and then suddenly your face in agony and I had no yeah, idea what was hand, happening. My hand just cramped up entirely and my fingers tried to reach for my elbow. Oh ow. <laughs> I never that's awful. <sighs> I'm sorry you, I'm sorry you went through that. Aiden, shut up! We're recording here, for God's sake. Somebody's going. Somebody's going to have to edit all this out. This, this, yeah, it's really this unprofessional. unacceptable. So it reminded me of the uh, Amy Poehler Adam Scott it's thing. A, uh, it's funny. It's funny, uh, it's funny that me and Brian were talking about something that we'd watched that Aiden hadn't watched, and all of a sudden, then he started getting his hand, pain in his hand. Sorry, Aiden. Would you like to talk there more? No, I want I want to get you guys to talk. I want to I want to elicit conversation. You want to get us to talk. So it like it looked like a good idea, but it just didn't look like it would hold my attention or like sustain the premise over whatever long. Like it felt like a sketch rather than a show. It's bad on every level. Would I be wrong? Uh, how many is it, are there episodes? Like how many episodes is it? I thought it was a movie. Seven well, I eight, watched I, I watched two episodes. I watched two episodes without realizing it was the parody. Yeah, how high were you? Oh my god! By the way, you were clearly out of your yeah. mind, <laughs> just baked on a Friday or Saturday night. <laughs> I, yeah. That WhatsApp exchange was pretty. Was pretty. 
You used toasted. Do you know? <laughs> I wasn't. Yeah, you were. That's <laughs> illegal in Ireland. I do think people should legalize it, but it's illegal. Um, but uh, do you know what? Yeah, no, I, I have I, never thought of you as somebody that would smoke weed. I never smoked weed. He's never smoked weed. He wouldn't smoke weed. I've never thought of you as somebody that smoked weed. It would never have crossed my mind that you would have been high watching the thing. I did look at this exchange and go, the fuck is going on? How is he this far into the show and not knowing what the fucking thing is? Man, it happens a lot. It happened in that werewolf movie. What happened? Remember that one? Yeah, the werewolf one. The the guy. Or Snow Hollow. No, the other one. Snow Hollow. Right. Were there any similar incidents that didn't happen while you were watching that movie? No. I can see from the nodding. Um, no, that was a that was a no nod. It was a no nod. No nods. Yes. Um, did you all ever see they came together? Mm. No, I don't think I did. I feel like I've seen some of it. Yeah. Mm. It's it's uh, sorry. I, I said Adam Scott. It's Paul Rudd and Amy Poehler. It I. I just remember it being kind of like it's David Wayne, Michael Showalter, and Bill Hader, Ed Helms, Christian Maloney. Like it's that whole, it's that whole wet hot American summer kind of yep. gang. Mm. But it just didn't sustain itself for me. I just kind of was like watching it. I can't, I couldn't tell you anything that happened. I just kind of got through it and was like, okay, that's over. It's the it, it's it's trying to go for a like police squad level of goofiness. I think and then mixes it with like very with like details that are very you know specific to that the genre it's trying to parody then you know with the the kind of tragic pasts and stuff like that and it just it just doesn't work it's it's shifting tone far too much um and then the jokes that are in it are just so flat just the most obvious types of jokes just just really poor like i i, I I can't believe she's in it because she's she's hilarious. She's in so many other good things, and yeah, it's just a weird choice. Have you watched Encore? No. That's the musicals show where she reunites casts from High School Musicals five, ten, twenty, thirty years later, and they put on a show that they did when they were in high school. Am I right? Yes. I have not watched any of that. Yes, I only heard about it recently. But it sounds funny. It's not. I don't. The thing is, it's not funny. It's, it's a high school musical production of a show. It's like at the end of the day, you're watching Amdram. Yeah, but on Disney Plus, like with a celebrity. Fair, fair. You're right. Class of two thousand and ten does wicked. I never partook in any uh, secondary school plays. No, I didn't do Ty. So was Ty the only place they would do plays? Yes. I already got held back like four or five times, so why the fuck would they do ITY? Did you get held back four or five times? Yeah, like four or five times. Yeah. yeah. No big deal, whatever. I'm successful now. I have a podcast with two of the really successful people. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was held back once. In like baby evidence. For being too babyish, whatever. Obviously it was other reasons, but that's what's been explained to me. They I'm just loved you too much and wanted to keep you. Yeah. I'm not going to ask questions. So I, won't, I won't ask my parents. I won't ask my parents. But I it's probably to do with my like bloody being deaf and having a speech impediment. That would do it. That would that that that'll do it. Well, that's disappointing to follow up the good place with something that's kind of 
so I love the good all place. over the fucking place. It 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 was it was pretty damn perfect. It was fantastic. It always walked a line of like just as you couldn't sustain the sort of premise any longer, the like they they would shift. The show changed every mm-hmm. four episodes into a different different setup. And it had a beautiful beautiful ending. Beautiful. I will watch it. I will watch it. So I won't say anything yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, it'll be a while before I can actually watch it. I think I watched it twice the like weekend the yeah. episode came out, but I don't think I'll be able to watch it again for a while. It was, it's beautiful. It's really great. They kind of nailed it. Mm-hmm. And the judge is really into so, Timothy Oliphant. Yes. So am I. I was reminded again. Yeah. Yesterday. Me too, Brian. I had the exact same moment. What were you watching? He's in Boba Fett. So that is the perfect segue. Go on, Kev. Is uh, I Emer was watching a movie yesterday, and I walked in, and literally this guy was just like kind of like you know stooped over, camera was behind him, and he was talking to somebody. I was like, oh, is that it's the Oliphant? And she was like, yes. <laughs> she was like, yes. I was like, I was like, I love him. She's like, I know. I was like, I was like, yes. He's amazing. It was that. It was guy that was weird stooped movie. over. You were looking at his lower back. Dick? Yeah, back of his head, lower back, and I could recognize him. He's got he's got a very very particular stance and walk. He uh, gait, he, he's, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. His arms hang low by his sides, and he kind of turns his toes inward. It's a very odd walk. Yeah, one but time it, it's pure Ollie fantastic. Oh, he nails it. I loved I loved Deadwood and Justified, and then Brian put me onto him more because then we watched uh, we we were hungover. Watched him on Conan. And watched loads of interviews of him. Yeah, his appearances in Conan he's are just fucking hilarious. It's, it's the funniest person yeah, in the world. He's it's, hilarious. It's, it's, you know what? He has no business being so attractive and good looking and funny. We can, we can kind of circle back around later, but I, I was watching a bit of the first episode of Murderville with Arnett and Conan, and they're such a great pairing. They're just like this close to cracking each other up. And mm. I was thinking, I haven't seen the full episode, but I was thinking if this gets a second season, they got to do Oliphant and Will Arnett because, yeah, he's, he's fucking hilarious on Conan. Oliphant is great. Yeah. He's funnier than comedians. Yeah, it's a yeah, yeah. He's pretty good. He's funnier than some comedians for sure. Anyway, like it is a case of I didn't like him for fucking ever, and then I watched Deadwood, and I'm like, oh god damn it, I like Timothy Oliphant, and then I watched uh, 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 Cop Show. What was that called again? Justified. Justified. I love Justified. That um, again, really enjoyed it. There's something about somebody who is just relaxed on screen. He's just comfortable as all hell in front of a camera, and it just sells. He, and this is this is the segueing bit. He is the uh, kind of the opening part of this week's episode of the Book of Boba Fett, which is a baffling show at this point. It was so good to see him again. I love that character, that that uh, uh, the Timothy Oliphant character of. Oliphant Cowboy, um, which he has played for a while now. Um, like it's, I can't even claim that I love Cobb Vanth as a character because I don't know that much about Cobb Vanth. I just know Timothy Oliphant is a cowboy and now he's a space cowboy and I'm cool with this. Um, and yeah, he is he is the Marshal of Mos Pel- Pelgo and he pops back up and we're starting to establish this sort of fishy syndicate that's trying to establish itself on Tatooine Kevin have you watched any Boba Fett yet 
Not yet. Uh, When's the last episode? Last episode is next week. Uh, next week? Okay. So. Is look, Jonesy, is Jonesy watching yep. that? I think so. Yeah. He's a new yeah. career probably watching it. Well, if you yeah, want to do yeah, like yeah. a special episode with the last episode with him, fire away. Or, no, or Cree. No days off. Um, <laughs> so. <Okay, fair. laughs> um, I see what you're doing there. Um, I might I might watch it. I, I'm going to try to watch it then before that. Emer yeah. said she would be up for watching this all. It's, Tell her Timmy O's in it. Slightly thing because we've been talking. We've yeah, been that, talking that, that, about. She's like, I don't care. That's you who cares about that. You shut up. You don't say a bad word about him. We we've talked about every episode, so I'm not going to shy away from talking about this episode though. It is yet again, and but for the fact that there's months and months of pre-production planning and millions of dollars to be spent to make these episodes happen, you would swear, as Brian said before the podcast, that they've pivoted on a dime and are trying to cram fan service into this. It, it it's so weird it's just two episodes of the mandalorian back to back the the boba fett bit is redundant sec- secondary i don't give a shit about like the last scene where they're all standing around a holographic table half of them not looking at the table by the way their eye lines are all fucking different different directions <laughs> um there's somebody who's just like obviously feels like something was told something is moving so she kept kind of doing this looking down and then looking up looking down and looking up and i'm like what are you looking at because that's not what's going on in front of you um what did you make of the luke skywalker stuff like the first time we see him it just sort of holds on his head for so long it's like they're trying to convince us it looks good now well i mean it did i think mostly it was massive improvements yeah. compared to the last appearance Um they hired the guy who did the deep fake um, I remember. I remember. They, no way. They, um, That's crazy. They did a great job. Um, that guy. It's not flawless, but it's that, it's great. That guy did this deep fake that went around social media showing how it could have been done better, and then they hired him. And you thought, oh, great for him. He's getting special effects work, and it never crossed my mind that they would use him to do more Luke Skywalker stuff. That was great. Do that again. What? What? What did you make of the Skywalker stuff then? The scenes with. Like I, I'm, I've never been a huge Star Wars fan. I like, I like a lot of the ideas in it. Um, I like the influences. It's all very appealing to me, but I don't think I've ever seen one that I really connected with. Um, I think the Mandalorian is probably the first time that I've kind of gotten anything close to the kind of Star Wars stuff I want to see. But in terms of like fan service stuff, it doesn't mean the same thing to me. As it does, or to other people, but um, I've I've always been interested, more interested in seeing more of that side of the story, you know, and that kind of stuff to do with Luke. And it really feels like they wasted an opportunity with the sequels because it just felt kind of rushed and an afterthought. That you know, they there's just a tease at the end of the first film, and then they you know, clearly didn't really know what they were going to do with the next one. And they, you know, Ryan Johnson came on and did something that nobody kind of wanted or, or was expecting. And I, I don't mind that he kind of subverted stuff, but there's a great story. There's a great mythology kind of around the Jedi and the Force and stuff like that that's never been given the kind of proper weight the story has. And then you've got great stuff with like the fact that Vader's, Grand grandson? Is it Ren his grandson? Call it Ren. 
Kylo Ren would yeah. be the grandson. Yeah. yeah, so like he's, you know, Vader's redeemed and then his grandson generations later gets seduced by the Force. And like there's a great story there that the sequels completely squandered. So I really liked seeing them do more stuff with Luke um, just because I think it's a part that's gets neglected a lot. Um, in terms of execution, though, I don't know if it was... It was great fan service, but it wasn't flawlessly executed. Um, it felt as well like Luke's dialogue was just what was available in the sound bank that they had with, you know, whatever words they had that from young Mark Hamill. And like to the point where he says, Yoda was small, but his heart was huge. And it's like, what? <laughs> what is what is that? It's just really flat. I mean, I like I don't want to criticize it too much because I know there's there's limitations and like it looked great. It, it was cool. It was cool that they went there. It was cool to see it. Uh, it was nice fan service stuff, but in terms of execution, it was okay. You know? I'm glad it was there, but it was if you wanted to sell me on this being like amazing fan service stuff, it's like Mandalorian brought you Grogu. Hey Luke, I need your help. Come back with me and help. Let's help defend Mosul. Like that's by the time you're using it, like extensively, you know, rather than just like sitting them off on it. I do think it's funny that like I was watching it going, Dave Filoni, and the work that he and his teams and the worlds that he's built between Clone Wars and whatever else, it just seems like he gets the job of taking whatever broad stroke scattershot filmmakers are throwing out there between the prequels and the sequels and he does all of this additional content behind the scenes stuff that kind of tries to make it make some fucking sense and he does a good job of it to be fair but that that feels like what this is the the sequels presented such a lackluster image of luke skywalker at the end of his life that filoni's like okay i i know where he ends up I guess I need to get him there in some way that's satisfying. And that's kind of what he's trying to do. And he's done stuff like that as well with like, we know where baby junior Anakin Skywalker starts and we know where Anakin ends up at the end of Revenge of the Sith. Now I'm doing the Clone Wars show in the middle. I need to figure out a way to make that arc seem somewhat fucking satisfying because we never see Anakin likable in those prequels. You know, and you know, I always go back to the idea that Alec Guinness sells such a performance in the few scenes where he talks about his relationship with Anakin he goes he was a good friend and a, a better starfighter like these guys went through the shit together and they loved each other and you never get that out of um Obi-Wan and Anakin in the movie you know they're always just sort of like oh, I'm so sick of your shit and like it's like that's not you know band of brothers we've been in the trenches together I got your back you got mine type of like the 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 uh, relationship that was presented to us so it's it's interesting to me that Filoni is like he's and I say Filoni but you know there's broader sweeps of teams there's 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 a top tier level of um, professionalized fan that is making this stuff kind of work that you can go back and watch a prequel and go that works because I know this happened over in a cartoon somewhere you know you're, you're really trying to convince yourself and Filoni's really trying to bring all of his fucking favorite animated characters into live action now. That um, that character's introduction at the end was fantastic. 
so brilliantly executed. That character's introduction at the end. Yeah, you're talking about him bringing in his animated characters. He he created Cad Bane, and then who are we talking about? Cad Bane, the guy at the the end of the episode. Oh, but he's not at the end, is he? Oh, he is at the end. Yeah. Sorry, I (laughs) I lost track of the whole fucking arc of the episode, and I had all the Tommy Oliphant Tommy. No, they they book into the the episode with uh, with with Timmy. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, Timmy. I I had all the Ollie Fantastic stuff up front in my head. And I was like, that all happened before anything else. And it's like, no, you're right. It's right after Mando talks to him. Cad Bane comes out. And I didn't like that character in the cartoons. I thought the Western shit, the Western look was really like, I don't know. I, I, Force there's, or something. There's, there's, yeah, there's, there's some Americana stuff that they've really shoehorned into the Star Wars universe. universe. Like you saw in Attack of the Clones where Obi-Wan goes to like the most the 50s style American so diner. Stupid. And you got the mo- like e- e- even in... Even in the book of Boba Fett, the mods riding around on the fucking Vespas, like, like stop shoehorning Americana into my fucking samurai stories. I know there's Western element as well, but like, okay, you're samurai Western, okay, let's leave the fifties sci-fi stuff out of it, then, you know. Have you have you any hopes for next week? I just I can't no. think of any <laughs> narrative that's satisfying. M- more to I don't like. <laughs> They haven't. They haven't even built up a like. Okay, if you're doing the Magnificent Seven and you're rallying a team together, it's like I don't know who the bad guys are. I've it's weird. It's weird because it, I feel like they're trying to do a crime thing with Boba Fett, like more like the Godfather or something, you know. Um, yeah. And then there's this other show happening on the other side of it, and all they had to do was the Mandalorian. <laughs> all they had to do was show me Boba Fett. Just doing little fucking bounty hunting jobs from planet to planet, and I'd have loved this show. Or, like I said, you know, don't call it the Book of Boba Fett, call it Tatooine or something like that, and then just yeah, show us these different things going on and how it's all coming together. I want to see, I just want to see a Boba Fett show pretty much exactly like Thunder in Paradise with Hulk Hogan. Yes, Kevin, get out. Okay. Excuse me. The TV show or the movie? So now that I think about it, the movie was probably just a TV pilot that I watched on video from VH from Extravision. Kevin, come back. I hope I I I hope you thought long and hard about that. Was Thunder in Paradise like Knight Rider on a boat, but kind of eighteen? Yeah, but the boat didn't talk. Yeah, but the boat didn't talk. It was it like Airwolf, but a boat. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, Waterwolf to be to be more. Yeah. Oh God, what a great show. And every week would have a different wrestler. I know I'm looking at you aghast, but I watch that show every week. Yeah, it's a great show. I mean, I would like to be nostalgic over crap that, from my childhood. 100%. So people, people are like, oh, I used to love like Bosco. Yeah, if you watch Bosco now, it's fucking it's obnoxious. It's convoluted. Perfunct, even. <laughs> In, indeed. I, I, I enjoyed the hell out of thunder in paradise i liked fast boats i liked all of the movies of hulk hogan including that home movie he made with his friend's wife i i mean he's a he's that's a, a sad thespian one. for that's our age. sad hmm i don't think anybody was happy in that movie you're gonna to have to tell us all about that now because you brought it up go on explain Why? explain the joke to me what's the joke what are you talking about it's not so much a joke. no no you, you know no no story. i don't know you gotta explain it now no yeah 
you you sit there and awkwardly tell us for the next two minutes to what you're referring. I mean, I think I some of them are have some of them are, some of them are specifics, but I'll some Google of them are dead now. Like. Some of them are, are they? some of them are dead now. I think so. Well, they were, just, they were just doing a wife swap thing, weren't they? Hulk Hogan was fucking his mate's wife, and they got it on film, and then Gawker released the video, and then Hogan sued Gawker into, and Hogan was funded by Bezos or somebody. Who was that? Somebody, somebody bankrolled Hogan to sue Gawker out of existence. Well, they shouldn't have posted online if it's a private moment and it's all it's all consensual and stuff. They shouldn't be posting people's things like that. That's uh, what's that? That's um, that's like revenge porn. It's pretty awful. You can't do that. Peter Thiel. Who's Peter Thiel? I've forgotten Bam. half of this. Some billionaire. Maybe maybe it wasn't Bam Bam. Did Gawker out him as gay? Yeah. Hogan. Gawker. Got no. Uh, Gawker outed Peter Thiel as being gay and Thiel decided, right, that's the end of Gawker. So when he got another instance of something that was actually uh, litigious, he backed Hulk Hogan, suing them out of existence. Um, that's sad that uh, he was, nah, he that, was, that, that, he was, that was outed. A... No, he's saying it's sad he was outed, not not, his, not, not that Gawker's gone. I thought he was saying it's sad that Gawker got gone. No, it's, no. Uh, Gawker <laughs> no, I don't, I don't remember. No, they, they should be gone. Remember. I don't yeah. remember. I don't remember. Glad of that. Did you watch all of Vox Machina, Brian? I watched the three, three episodes. episodes. Yeah, I hated it. Are, are they? Is that a week on week release? I think so. Yeah. Okay, so Vox Machina is an animated show on Amazon Prime based on the Dungeons and Dragons gameplay of Critical Role, which is a YouTube show where a bunch of improvisers play Dungeons and Dragons. Is that? The arc of it? I've never sat down and watched Critical Role. Voice actors. Voice actors. Yep. Okay. So, what did you hate about it? Um, I hated the humor. Not funny. Just being crass for the sake of crass. But even that would be okay, but the jokes just weren't good. They're just weak jokes. Just not funny. Um, I think really only like I've I've never watched Critical Role, so I don't know if that works or not. But I think the dialogue, yeah, I, I think I the think dialogue really and the story take moments, it as a Dungeons and Dragons show. Yeah, and but I, I think the dialogue and the improv works because it's impromptu on the spot. To then take stories and dialogue that was improved and then turn that into a show. Why would it work? You know, you're losing all of the spontaneity and everything, the energy happening in, in that kind of setup to make a show. It just, I hated it. What's this? There's a, there was a show, I think it's, I don't even know if it's still on. There's a show, it was on Twitch and YouTube. And it was a it's bunch on. of nerd voice actors doing a Dungeons and Dragons campaign. Mm-hmm. And so they're improving like all of their characters' reactions and things like that. And it was massively, massively popular. Um, mm. People found it very funny as well because they're they're all trying to be funny. They're not just playing the campaign for serious. They're all, you know, yes. they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're playing for kind of laughs as well. And then they had one of the most successful Kickstarter campaigns of all time. They wanted to animate their campaigns. 
like into mm-hmm. in a cartoon show and I think it raised something like 11 mm-hmm. or 12 million um, wow. so they funded they've kind of that's where they got started with funding it the show's now on Amazon Prime it's a cartoon but it's based on the stories and the dialogue that they came up with during the show Critical Role uh, oh, yeah, so it's, it's about role, yeah. a band of adventurers called Vox Machina and I just didn't like it just cringy grating humor counterpoint um so vox machina is a, an animated show based on the D adventures of a group of improvisers and voice actors on a tv show called critical role um i really really enjoyed it it was great fun i liked all of, of the course humor. It it's your type of uh, jokes I thought we weren't. I thought we. I thought we weren't going to talk about improv anymore. I'm not. I'm not. I'm talking. I'm talking about animation. I don't want to alienate our audience. I'm talking. I'm talking talking about animation. Um, I really enjoyed the animation. Um, I like the character designs. I like the world. I can see the type of stuff that Brian's pointing out in terms of just like, like it's not overly high produced animation. You know, like there's you know frame rates are low and stuff and there's just poses and stuff sliding around it's um you can see a little influence fair amount of influence from the castlevania guys um just around watch the it. Check it out. guy um i listened to the entire run of dan Harmon's podcast and they played D in that audio form and they brought a show off of that called Harmon quest which was <sighs> The animation is much more rudimentary. I don't know if you'd enjoy it, Brian. Maybe the whole fucking concept is just not for you. But if your argument is, um, if your argument is taking the improvised moments, scripting it, replaying it, and making it more structured, takes the life out of it. This show is based around the three or four regulars sit at a table in front of a live audience with a guest star and that guest star might be Aubrey Plaza Camille Nanjiani that sort of LA comedy world type of thing and they play a chunk of D&D and then they animate that and you're coming from the table to the cartoon back and forth and I think they made two seasons three seasons of six episodes apiece it's fun and the thing is I guess it was that was my wavelength and I really enjoyed that show and then this felt like that but with better animation so I enjoyed this a lot and it seems to be doing quite well I'm a little worried that neither of you moved on screen for a while so I think maybe my connection's gone no actually no, we're both you. incredibly still I could see Brian's jaw grinding and you're uh, just what are you looking at your vegan that, wings that's my medication no no. Oh. Um, I watched the first episode of Hitmonkey. Hitmonkey. Yep. Jason Sudeikis. Jason Sudeikis is a voice of one of the characters and is in the MCU now. That's a name I haven't heard in a long time. I don't think that's MCU. No, it's not. Um, Jason Sudeikis. You haven't heard Jason Sudeikis' name in a long time. He's an incredibly popular show called Ted Lasso. Everybody talks about it. My mum loves it. I'm thinking of Jason Siegel from uh, uh, How I Met Your Mother and uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. What happened? Yeah, I've seen guy? people talk. About, I've seen people talk about him being the, being cast as the thing. Well, that's that's a lot of um, uh, idle fan nonsense. theories. 
Yeah, Why would you I haven't want that? seen, I haven't seen Jason Siegel in a long time. But now that you say it, uh, Jason Sudeikis, I have a long-standing asterisk next to his name, meaning that I will watch anything with Jason Sudeikis in it. Same, he's same. Always good. I also love him. Suds is Just what they me, call him. What a nickname! Get me a, I love it. Get me, get me in a room with Suds and Oliphant. Uh, you will never see me again. There is a show I'd watch. Kevin Getting. No. No, no. What do you mean? Getting talked to by two really charming You know men. he wasn't going to go there. He was going to make that crude Vox Machina level joke that he just fucking can't resist. Like, we've it's all like, caught like, it. And we've decided. We've all thought we'd love to see fruit. Kevin get spit roasted I'm by Timothy Oliphant and Jason Sudeikis. But you just have to like, say it it's in like case he gets a cheap laugh. You're such. Like, you're, you're just craving the laughs and you know you, you need to resist it a little bit because yeah it's just it's, it's like, just it's not like, very it's just not it's the implications that are funny you don't have to say it yeah it's the implications. Like just, just don't be so and desperate like, for laughs it's like like just just slow down it's like brian's timid elephant it's like i'm it's like brian timid elephant i'm jason sudeikis and you're fucking and i'm Mrs. kevin Brown. mcnamara in the middle no you're no you're no no you're not even no you're you're brian he's he's well, I wouldn't say it's that low. Don't be that. Don't be mean. He's like he's like Brendan O'Carroll or whatever, Mrs. Brown boys. You're that person. You're that humor. And we're only saying this because we care. I know it's very harsh. I don't care, Brian. Brian, don't speak for me. I don't care. I, I only let him say it because I care. <laughs> okay, fair. Um. Go on, have another I, I was just talking about how much I'd like to see <laughs> Suds and Timmy O in a show together, and you just had to. You just had to go there. <laughs> Hit Monkey is is not the easiest watch. And I am, you're welcome. And I am like very easily pleased. Uh, like I was watching it going like, God, you guys would hate this. The animation looks like it's buffering constantly. Oof. Yeah, yeah. It's is is it fully oh, County? I think it's. Like I think it's like it's Archer? like. I was I was just gonna say I think it's kind of I think they basically said like here's a character do Archer. Because I think I follow a storyboard artist on. Instagram who work he does he works for Floyd County um who do Archer and I think I've seen him doing boards for Hitmonkey. So I'm just um, wondering is it the same production as like don't get me wrong, I was enjoying lots of it and stuff like that. Like I just wish the kind of the animation was more fluid or it looked less buffery. But um like kind of I've only watched one episode so I can't really talk too much shit about it. I'm not gonna do that to anything, you know. Um hmm. I'll watch more. Like in fairness it's a hitman with a ghost. I like ghosts, so Oh cool. And monkeys, watch it. Watch so it. Watch what's it what's the premise? Why is there a hitman with a ghost? Is he a hit hit monkey? Is the so ghost J- possessing the monkey? No. Uh, so Jason Sudeikis is a hitman, right. and he's in uh, Asia. I think he might be mm. in Japan, and he ends up killing a person who I think is running for president. Okay, and uh, this person of wants Japan? to or something. Don't don't ask me questions like that. That's not fair. You were high. Go on. Oh, this was a fucking Monday morning. Excuse me. So he was extra high. No, I'm not. This is not. <laughs> Gotta get through the day. With. Wake and bake. Um, uh, this is an awful thing to say. Uh, but anyways, 
Um, it's Kevin Smith's career. You could be a filmmaker. <laughs> yeah. I'm probably fatter than Kevin Smith now, which is something Ooh, I never thought oh God. Kev's been he's taking his walks. He's, he's, he's a vegan, you know. I'm lost a lot of weight who? when he went vegan. Who? Kevin Smith did? Yeah. I'm also... After the heart attack, he went vegan. Yeah, well, I did it before a heart attack, so I don't know. That might make me cooler. I'm not saying that, but it's implied. Um, but uh, the monkey... Sorry, Jason Sudeikis is an archetype hitman. He's an asshole. All this kind of stuff. He kills is his... Is he a monkey? Uh, no listen he kills this important person then he goes off into like kind of runs away or whatever and then he comes across this like kind of bunch of like kind of monkeys in the mountains chilling out in hot springs and all that kind of stuff he recovers Mm. there and then the people end up catching up with him uh they wipe out all the monkeys except for one who begrudgingly didn't like uh Jason Sudeikis Jason Sudeikis also gets killed in that but the monkey ends up putting on all his different gear and like leaving uh, with all his guns and stuff and uh, Jason Sudeikis goes is following him and they're kind of connected so the monkey isn't supernatural he just no. wants to avenge his monkey friend Try, yes and he hates Jason Sudeikis did the monkey talk before no. Jason Sudeikis got... Does the monkey talk currently? No. no. Not that I'm aware of. I only watched one episode, but there's no talking monkeys in it. Why do you the think monkeys, The monkeys talk to each other. No, because it just had the MCU intro, like the Marvel intro. That's all. Did it? Yeah. Baffling. Well, the the thing is, yeah, as I say, I've been watching the storyboard artist kind of working on it, so I'm, I am curious to give it a look. I like the Archer world. Do you get a sense... Of, like, is the writing good? Like an Archer show? Would you enjoy the writing of Archer? Um, I think the first episode, like I think, I think it's just like you know, again, it's the first episode. Pilot, it'd be please. like judging a, um, yeah, it'd be like judging a movie for the first five minutes. I'm not going to do that. Okay, but Would I got, you I got super strong. Yeah, I, I'm going to finish it. It's just like I got super strong actor vibes from it. Okay. Did you ever go back to Modoc? I did, but I do like Modoc. I do like I like Modoc. Don't get me wrong, I like that show. Did you finish it? That's what I'm saying. Did you ever go back to it? No, I, I did. I'm saying I did go back to it, but ah, I didn't okay. finish it. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't stick that. I think the Robot Chicken vibe just wasn't for me. I've never watched or I've never got through Robot Chicken content. I went out of doors for the first time in a long time and went into a comedy club this week and watched a gong show, which, of course, one of the comedians made a very um, Vox Machina uh, Aiden O'Sullivan type joke and slip of the tongue did into dong show. The idea was uh, 10 comedians got five minutes on stage. Oh, I wonder I will mean, people um, know that that yeah, was Kev that sighed or will they just assume it was me who sighed? That was me. It was me. Because I don't appreciate toilet humour. They'll probably assume it was me. But they'd be, inter- they'd be interested to know it was Kevin. Well, Kevin has been told his opinion this week. So he knows which way to fall. This is true. Uh, eh. yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, don't be jealous. Why? Why are you even saying that? Like it's a joke. Some That's just the dynamic. Because so often they're wrong. Um, yeah, don't be jealous, <laughs> Brian. Yeah, you don't listen. That's your problem. <laughs> this could be a great show if we just listen just to Brian. You idiot! You don't get it. Listen. Um. Anyway, the ten comedians, How five minutes it? a piece. You get a two minute grace period, and then uh, three members of the audience can, you know, have to vote. And if you, if three hands go up to 
to say fuck this you're no good uh, then you have to step off um it was good it was good fun it was it's um like this is going to get really local but like there's a, a nightclub in dublin called the workman's and i assumed we were going to the workman's and we got there and they went nope this is the workman's cellar which is a room around the back and in a different door and as it turns out is a different nightclub called the liquor rooms so the liquor room seems to have gone out of business and the workman's has taken this space so i think they're, um, they're always they're always together no they're all they're always they're all part of the same thing i think they'll probably have the same parent company but they shut down or yeah. discontinued the liquor rooms during the the pandemic i guess um, but it was a nice there, use of this space you. sounds like fun Um, it was like it was, it was a, it was a small room with fifty, sixty people in, it and I was suddenly like, "Oh, this is very cramped." No, I don't. I don't want to go and see him do improv. That's a nightmare. But if he's going I to don't think he wants to bring himself you. and not partake, I'll go with him. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Did I mean, you do it, doing did, it again? Did you? You did it. You didn't partake in the last one, did you? The no, God no. I was just going to see what it was, and it was yeah, very good. Not? You'd never catch me there doing that. Because uh, you'd never catch him there doing that. Because I brought you to a comedy thing before, and then I've eaten shit for it for the last couple of years. Nah, that was that was special. That was different. Nah, I love those comedy things. Plus, I never get to see you. So, and you were you were in town in some city uh, at a weekend. You never told me. Yeah. Again, I wasn't. Uh, you were looking. You hang on. Bought some comics. Were you looking at and, comics? And I was Brian. I was in town in Subsidy that day, and he never told me. And you were in Jesus that day. Christ, that yes, day. I was in that, that day. I sent you, you pictures. Saturday. Yes, I sent you pictures of what I got. What time were you there? Uh, Is there any maybe, chance I was just in the basement? <laughs> no, I was in the basement too. For I was there maybe around two o'clock onwards. Two o'clock. Okay. To like three o'clock. Maybe. I was. I was there about one o'clock to two o'clock. Oh, we just missed each other. Um, yeah, I caught, I was in Dunleary once. I was in Dunleary once, once, and I called him. Sliding doors, guys. No, I was Brian. I was. I called him. I know you would. Yeah. Because you you. No, I know. I, I know. And and you're that type of person. Yeah, I read you, their scripts at this time. But you talk to your friends. See, and you, my, you I, them I, I read your script and, and I have gone through it and there are lots of edits. So, um, do you want that document back? Or <laughs> well, I want it with the edits. Yes, just not on live podcast. Because <laughs> we could do it now. First of all, oh. there aren't two G's no, in wagon those. and you wrote the word wagon hey. a lot. Hey, okay. Hang on, hang on. Google Drive auto-corrected that wagon, and I spelled it with one G at first, and then it said I kept on correcting on me. So I was like, right, well, I'm obviously wrong. Uh, both the correct, just, you know, two Gs is archaic. Falling out of use. I think your um, your dictionary must be set to Athlone. Making fun of someone spelling on <laughs> Um, I'm just playing. I enjoyed your script very much. It's it. I'm I'm not going to go into any further than that. But just to give you a bit yeah. of reassurance, there, it's uh, it's a uh, good job, pal. And uh, oh, awesome. You've got a you've got a you've got a good place to start there. I didn't text you on Saturday because I know you're a busy guy and you work X amount of days a week and you tend to plan your weekend. So if I decided the drop of the hat to go in on a Saturday, me just going out of the blue, do you want to do that? I assume you're busy. I like to make my plans about a week in advance. Yeah. 
because I, I, I would have, I would have been able to do it. You, you, you could just ask him and, and if he, if he says no, if he says no, he says no, but like, just ask him, just give him the opportunity to turn you down. You know? Why would I give someone the opportunity to turn me down? Don't assume that they're going to turn you down. Just, just give them the chance to say yes or no. You know? I like to give people it's, up it's, to a week's the, notice of any interaction with me so that they can prepare themselves for just That's a nightmare for me because me. I would prefer it be spontaneous because if I got to think that far ahead, it's uh, it's not going to work. But if, if you just text me and say, hey, are you free? I'm doing this right now. I'd probably drop what I was doing, you know? Yeah, and also there's no obligation to be there because they say, yeah, I'm not free, but I am actually, yeah, I will, go, I will give me five minutes. I'll, I'll jump in there now and meet you. I mean, it's just rude. I, I, f- I feel like historically it's rude to drop things on people at the last minute. People don't want to plan stuff that far ahead in the future. It's, 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 I mean, you know, it's whatever mood I'm in. <laughs> Deal with it. Isn't, so isn't, the last minute ask is just assuming people right? are going to say no, is it? Oh, no, because that, that only, only if you expect them to do it. No, 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 yeah. not necessarily. <laughs> Right, I was pretty good back in the day. You might drop, you might just text me. I'm out. I'd be like, yeah, see you there in five minutes. No, as in, hey, I'm in town. I know you're probably busy, but well, obviously, you guys have a better relationship. I've had, you know, because we we because we communicate. That's how we we yeah, because we invite each other to stuff. Yeah, we also just don't tech monosyllabic replies. Wait, to each other. What what issue is with my reply? Well, hold on. What, what's the issue with my replies? You, you don't even give it a chance. No, I never said there was. I I answered questions to the point. Um, did you updates updates from the, uh, the updates from yeah very formal very formal no no warmth yeah no friendliness. I, I mean, yeah. I think there's something to be said for yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Sort of structure cold. in your cold text messages and all I know is you would have gotten to see Kevin last weekend, but because of the way you communicate, you missed you missed hanging out and you missed you you looked at comics without Kev. That, yeah, I know it's one of my favorite things to do. That this thing we're forgetting here, he it or Kev, he's trying to he's trying to distract us. He looked at comic books. What Moon Knight did you buy? Bought a Moon Knight. Wow, what Moon Knight did you buy? I sent I sent you the video. It's it's in the image. My phone's not You're really me digging there. yourself a hole you here. See the video. No, I can't remember. Digging yourself a hole. Must have been must have been uh, distraught from the trauma. But um but update from last week's episode, Aiden, you have been online looking at the old eBay. Perusing. Absolutely perusing. I have perusing. Did so, you um, go on, tell us? Stitches Comedy Club Gong show uh oh, yes. every month in the workman's pretty good show. Uh it's a new comedy club. They're trying to establish uh Weekly shows, but you can see that they're in talks with a number of different clubs around Dublin, and they seem to be getting a uh, like a Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Like they're getting a lot of nights going, which is great to see a comedy scene coming to life in Dublin. And uh, there's Aluminum Tim's in Shinay, uh, and there's some stuff happening in MVP called the Comedy Yard, and there's a bunch of little nights popping up, and it's a lot of fun if you like comedy around Dublin. Yes, Kevin, I went on eBay after last week's episode and I googled the Blue Devil and I found myself a couple of lots of Blue Devil comics that would probably have the majority of the run of issues from 1985 in them. And then I spoke to you and I I put them in the cart and I got like a 
like a little like seller's notification. Here's an offer. I see that you're interested in this thing. It like ten percent off type of thing. And I spoke to you to get some advice as to uh, which one to go for. And then I waited too long, and the offer went away. And now I'm staring at them, going, "Will the offer come back? Because if I could save five euro on this, create create a different account, look at them, and uh, it will, you'll get the offer. Or delete your cookies and look at them again. Oh, it's that automated. Pretty much, yeah." Interesting. I might do that. Uh, they're not likely to sell, so the offer will come up again. There's probably like a five-day window. So I um, I have them sort of stashed in that cart, and then as I was looking at it, I saw like from the same era, like I said to you, the two comics I bought Blue in Beatles. four for pounds in back issues was Blue Beetles, and I found like a majority again of that Blue Beetle run from nineteen mid 1980s, and I'm like, hmm might do the both of these and then i was like how do i get them to like pool shipping and uh, i don't see uh, that's a question how the fuck do i communicate with a seller and go hey i like these can you is it is it the one seller the, rather than paying shipping twice yeah oh yeah you just message them there's a there's a do, message seller t- seller thing at the very bottom okay yeah but they, um, they, most people most most of them will say like if you are ordering two things uh let me know or most of them will actually kind of know themselves. But do say it to them. Work it out yeah. themselves. Do say it to them, though. Yeah. Oh. All right. Well, I'll have, a, I'll have a wee look at that afterwards. It does feel silly to be buying these comics. And that leads me to my next thing. I ended up watching two or three episodes, just had it on beside me, of, like, a guy on YouTube who, like, I guess he does a Storage Wars thing, and he went to an auction of a container or a, a storage locker. And paid a dollar for the contents and I, I can send you the link to it and you will be um, disinterested and not want to put this much time into watching it but whoever owned this cart or this locker they said it was a, a family member who passed away and his family decided we're not equipped to go out there and sort of deal with this just sell the locker on we don't know what's in there we don't care and he's going through it and this guy basically like, I guess he liked model trains, cars, and airplanes. And, but in a hoarder mentality, nothing has been opened. That's hot. There's plastic bags that he went to, like, a shop and bought 10 cars. The receipt is still in it, and the bag is just pl- in, a tax- in, a, in a plastic coat. Tote. It's like he decided he wanted to open a model shop and never did. Like, this guy is going through each of these boxes that are meticulously stacked and pulling out, like, brass model train locomotives that go for like it's got the receipt he paid 700 dollars for this thing and it's like 20 feet deep of this it's kind of fascinating and watching somebody's lifetime collection of tat that meant something to him be sold off for a dollar and then ebayed away by some rando makes me go why would i keep buying lots of comics to stick in a box next to me I mean, if I'm not gonna... my whole thing is enjoy them while you have them and who gives a crap what happens to them after they die. If someone has to use it for toilet roll, well, I hope it served them well. None of these things matter. Can't take them to your grave with you. May as well enjoy them while you have them. Don't be precious over them. I, I think it, my, my reaction is not the, like, around the preciousness around the things. It's what could I do with the money that I'm otherwise sinking into something I would put in a box and forget about. Hair transplant. Hit the nail on the head right there. <laughs> if I don't buy all the comics I have in that cart, I could get a hair transplant. 
What do you mean? When it all goes wrong. I'm earmarking when? 40. I'm giving myself a few years. How much are you spending on comedy? The turkey is about two and a half, three grand. You know, transplant. Look, the, the thing is, comics, comics, just as transitory. Or hair transplant. Same thing. Yeah, I suppose it's exactly the hair as well. Yeah. yeah. Fair point. But fair point. Yeah. Well made. You've uh, you've told me my opinion. Yay! Finally, and I'll listen to that one. God, I'll the, listen to that one. Now the podcast gonna it's gonna start <laughs> taking off. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not saying don't get either. I'm saying get whichever, you know, but don't think about the opportunity cost because just, just get whichever thing you want. Yeah, because I like... Don't be thinking about, am I wasting not money? Not to sound like cliche or anything, but uh, it literally could be dead tomorrow. It. Who cares? What else are you going to fucking spend it on? Yeah. Fair point. Fair point well made. Yeah. You guys are selling me on lots of things this evening. Yeah, just indulge yourself as much as you want, pal, as long as it doesn't uh, put you, financially ruin you. I am never going to financially recover from this. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm never going to recover from this financially. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Terrible. Marvel announced this week their big uh, event coming this summer, and it's X Men versus the Eternals, like versus essentially um, the Avengers with a sprinkle of the old Avengers in there. Uh, I didn't read too much into it. I don't really kind of partake in eventy stuff. I'm more kind of like old old comics. I wish they'd fucking stop. Indeed, the, they just they, they sells so whatever keeps comic books alive for a little bit longer. But um, I don't know. No, comic they gave it five years without an event. I don't. Yeah, build the hype. People Anyways, would be more interested in the an event. idea behind apparently the new Eternal Run is pretty awesome. I do have some of them, so I'm gonna have to kind of get them and read them. But um. Excuse me. So apparently the premise is that it kind of, it turns out that deviants are, you know, we all know what deviants are from Eternals. And that essentially that's where mutant kind came from. That they were an offshoot of deviants. Didn't we know that already? Oh, maybe. I don't know, Brian. Yeah. I didn't know that. No, I think that's, I think we've known that for a while. Something similar. So is the suggestion that the Eternals are just figuring this out and their programming is to eliminate deviants and now they're going to decide that the, all of the mutants are deviants? Yes. Yeah, I, 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 event-based comics, I think it just kind of kills it. For me, anyway. You just... I like reading... It just becomes redundant, repetitive. and My favourite comics, coincidentally, for the most part, are... In the in the, from indie publishers or creator owned properties or writer, uh, artist writer kind of books, you know, and um, that's just what I'm drawn to. Um, love Boom, even Aftershock, I think it is, are doing good stuff. Uh, Image, Dark Horse, like I kind of fell in love, love with those companies because I was tired of Civil War back in like 2004, 2005. Um, I st- I'll, I'll always pick up Marvel Man I'll, I'll always know what's going on in the Marvel Universe and everything um, I got Mike Allred's uh, latest book uh, excellent um, I don't know much about it I think it's a new mutant team uh, Mike Allred is kind of just generally I like looking at his art 
And there's a new... Yeah, s- it's cool. I saw the guys from Geekable. Check out that podcast. They were talking about the Sabretooth mm-hmm. comic. And uh, I picked it up off the back of that. Um, I've always loved Sabretooth. That original design is just kind of burned into my brain. Great all design. Of, yeah, just that... Really good. Oh, I love it, man. That big furry kind of collar and the purple... Great silhouette. Or the, the green or the orange and the brown. Brilliant. Yeah, great silhouette. Yeah, love it. Yeah, so kind of has that on a cover. And I was just like, I just really love that cover. Um, but it's meant to be a fun book. So I'm going to check it out. That's a Sabretooth specific book, is yes, it? Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I don't think I've ever read any um, sort of standalone for him. Because, again, we have talked about it, the fact that the sort of Wolverine world of characters has sort of gone fucking mental. Um, I, I guess I'm. Uh, um, I guess the last thing I have on my sort of list of things to talk about is I'm still watching Peacemaker. And, I mean, I've enjoyed every flipping episode of it and it's weird i went from having no interest in this show to getting at the end of each episode and going i can't wait for next week and i'm humming the theme tune and i'm thinking about the characters interactions and i'm like i don't mean this to oversell it to the point that you expect it to be better than it is but i'm enjoying myself with a cup of tea on a thursday evening sitting down with the telly and um delving into this stupid world and I didn't realize the character playing or the actor playing Vigilante was in. I feel like I have to fact check this now, but I, I think he's 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 um, he's one of the schoolboys in a Harry Potter movie. He, no way. He's in like the Goblet of Fire or something. Hilarious. And like he's a real posh knob in that, like real high status posh, and he's such a like low status kind of geeky character in this. It's like to see that I guess actor's journey over a few years. That's great for him. Um, it's pretty cool. Um, I yeah, I don't know what to say about it beyond that. I'm enjoying the like they've made something out of the helmets as well. Like he's got you know force fields and shit that emit depending on what helmet yes, he's I wearing. Yes, I saw the end credit the eagle scene. Is did you see the end credit scene the in the first episode? Is... No, what's that? Uh, there's like uh, he's there with his dad and they're down in the basement looking at all the different helmets and man, John Cena goes, "What's that too?" He's like, "Gives you scabies." Every man should have scabies that he was once in his life. Oh, are there post credit scenes? It was in the first episode, anyways. I watched it. I have not been watching post credit scenes. Oh, well, you kind of normally half-ass things. I am known for half my ass. 